there. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. And I'm Kelly. And today we come around the table to talk expectations, but not really. We're gonna we're gonna actually we've decided to break this down into three different podcasts for you today because I think there's so many different directions that this discussion can go. First of all, we're gonna talk about our expectations of God. Where do those come from? How do we get messed up in our view of God? So let's cover that today. Then we're going to follow that up with expectations of others. And then we're going to have one final discussion about the expectations we place on ourselves. So just kind of, you'll know where we're going with this. Let's talk expectations from God. I know that in my life, often my expectation of God has been because I had an inaccurate or an unbiblical view of God. Yes. Um, I will say that's probably been true 90% of the time because, you know, I think one of the, one of the discussions that you get into very quickly with somebody who's dealing with this. And I, I went through my own season of this was if God is good And if he's always good, then why do bad things happen? Mm. You know, and wrestling with that thought of, well, if he's a good God, you know, I know a lot of people when the song Good, Good Father came out, they're like, I can't, I knew someone in particular who said, I can't sing that song because right now he doesn't seem like a good, good father to me, you know, Mm. and, and we had a really healthy discussion about the character of God and our kind of the bones of our theology that kind of shaped goodness of God, because I think when you say goodness of God, that has a different definition for everybody, you know, specifically if God is not behaving like I want him to, <laughs> right, then right, God is not good, right, right, so right. But that's, that's never, a, you know, God does not take orders from Carol, aren't we all glad that God does not take <laughs> orders from Carol, can I get a witness, <laughs> yeah, but, But at the same time, I think our tendency is to say, well, God is not good because my life is not good right now. Is is that, am I off base here? No, 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 you're not off base. I think I've heard it talked about like a vending machine theology. You do good, you get good. I put the coins in by good behavior or minding or doing what I think I should do. And then I'm supposed to get out results of that, which is, you know, blessings and all good things and prayers answered quickly and all that kind of thing. But you're exactly right. What that just points up is, is inaccuracies in our our view of God, inaccuracies in how we understand who he is and how we understand what he knows so much more than what we know. I mean, if he did what we've asked him to do, we'd be in a, a big mess. At least I would. The prayers that I have prayed, I think back in my life and I I prayed and expected to get these certain answers, didn't get them. And thank goodness I didn't because I would be in a world of hurt. Um, But, but it is, we we just think if I do this, he's going to do that. And we expect that. And expectations are joy killers. Mm. Expectations are peace stealers. The more we expect, the more we get, it's like making a reservation to be disappointed. Right, right. Well, it's also what what we tend to do is put our expectations of God from our own perspective, not yeah. from his perspective. So we're thinking we're the center of the universe and that we get to make all the decisions. And that's not, we, we don't see the world and we don't see the big picture the way God sees the big picture. 
Um, and like you said, Tricia, we would have made really, really poor decisions. I've prayed for some things that if I would I, not. Yeah, if I had just been listening to this podcast, like I can imagine myself driving down the road and slamming on the brakes and going, what, Kelly Brandon, I'm not the center of the universe, what? <laughs> no, I mean, because here's the here's the thing. I, I'll never forget this. Jen Wilkins said it in one of her Bible studies that we did with my small group at church. She said, the, the Bible is not a book about you. Mm-hmm. The Bible is a book about True. God. Say, hey, say that again for the people in the back. And me, I need to <laughs> louder, hear. louder for the ones in back. The Bible is not a book about you. The Bible is a book about God. And and I, I mean, since then, so often, and I think we've heard it. I can go all the way back to when the Purpose Driven Life came back, came came out, and 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 he said, you know, it's not about you. And we all cheered that. We're like, yes. We believe it. It's not all about me. And then we go out and live like it's all about us. <laughs> Absolutely. Short-term memory. Yeah. yeah. And it's worse for us. I would have I made mean, a wonderful Pharisee. <laughs> yep. Me too. I'm a great Israelite. So we'd be, well, you know. That, eat that too, because you forget so quickly what God yeah. has done. But I think that principle could settle a lot of our expectations because our comfort is not what God is after. And as I look back on my life. Now that's true, Carol. That's a big statement. Say it again. Our comfort. Our, our comfort is not what God is after. Right. That's right. And and so often. Darn. We want, yeah. We want, <laughs> we want to feel good and we want, and, and I don't say God doesn't want to make us miserable, but if that's what it takes for us to discover him, yeah. like he's the treasure. Like Uh, the perfect job or the perfect spouse or the perfect house. That's not the treasure. Jesus is the treasure. And if, if I get away from that, then I start having all these inaccurate views of God. And so let's take a step back because I want to rewind just a little bit, because how do we, how do we get at that first little bit of thinking, maybe I have an inaccurate view of God. I, I, um, Chip Ingram has a series and it's, I'm going to, I'm going to murder the title of this. So this is probably not the title of it, but you'll get the gist. Um, God is he longed for you to see him um, is a series that he did on his teaching program a couple years back. And I got the CDs. This was quite a few years back when CDs were still the thing. Um, And I got that CD series and it was so helpful for me because it helped me to identify some places where I had an inaccurate view of God and I was seeing him wrongly because I was seeing him from the perspective of the great Santa Claus in the sky who wants to give us good. And God does want to give us good things. Don't get me wrong, but your comfort and our, 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 I don't even know what other word to use other than comfort is not what the end goal is. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have distorted the view of scripture, which, you know, 20 Jeremiah 29, 11, which we all love. I mean, most of us can quote that verbatim for the, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. That's all beautiful. And then when we twist that and we look at that and that view of God from our own perspective and say, oh, he wants to prosper me. He, he then becomes the big Santa Claus in the sky. When we stop thinking about what prosper means to God and we start thinking about what prosper means to the world Mm -hmm. then we get it all wrong. We get it all upside Mm -hmm. down. I've heard it said, God's not after our comfort. He's after our character. And Mm -hmm. so everything he does is in 
service of building our character more like Christ. And all this sounds really good. Yeah. But can we just get real? Because it is hard. It is so hard to live out. Yeah. Things I thought were going to happen haven't happened. There are things that I thought were good things. There are things, you know, God says, when you ask for something in, you know, in my name, but that's because we're asking for something that he wants for us. Mm -hmm. But I thought these things were things he wanted for us. Let's say it is a friend to find Christ, someone Mm -hmm. I love to find Christ. Well, I've been praying for one particular person for over 20 years. Now I know it's in God's desire for him to know Christ, but he hasn't answered this prayer at this point. And I expected him to, I expected to have a story of look what God did, which I, I would love to have, but, it, this is hard. And I'm, I'm struggling with like a physical thing right now that isn't getting better. It's getting worse. And so I'm like, what's up, God, I'm doing everything I know to do. And this isn't working. So I, I love this because it's all true. And I just have to say, it's really hard. It's, yeah. it's incredibly hard, incredibly hard. And we, I think we all have those kinds of things, those people we've prayed for that have not come to Christ. Those um, people we lost in our lives that we yeah we thought God should have saved. We would make different choices for him than sometimes he makes for us. So how do we do it? What do we do? So um, I I remember, I can remember one season of my life um, where I was going through a particularly difficult time. And um, I had one of those prayers, was praying one of those prayers that I thought God would honor. I mean, I think we all, you know, if you've listened to this podcast anytime at all, you know, I'm a single parent. I never wanted that for my life. That's not what I intended. That is not what I wanted. And so at that time I was praying that God would put our family back together. And I could see no reason why that that would not be answered by a good God. Mm-hmm. However, I will say now, oh, my daughter's going to be 14 in April. So 11 years later, I understand why God didn't answer that prayer a lot better now than I did 11 years ago. Now, here's what I will also say. I had my own things going on that inhibited God from answering that prayer as well. Mm. So I don't want it to sound like, but I, but I'll say this in that process. And as God continues my sanctification process, because y'all, I need Jesus more than all y'all. But, uh, <laughs> I got to run for your money. <laughs> in that sanctification process, I have learned so much about the character of God that it has changed the way that I pray. Wow. I don't, don't, because, you know, you said the word prosperous a while ago, Kelly, I think you, you said it and you said, you know, what, what is prosperous to us is not prosperous to God. And and I think, um, I also heard Danny Gokey make a a comment in an interview that we did. And he said, you know, God wants us to be fruitful. And what does that look like? And sometimes, and I'm not saying for you, I, I can only testify to what has happened in my own life. The, the most fruitful seasons of my life have been those seasons when I have the deepest pain. Those have been the times when I have been most fruitful in ministry, that I have been most fruitful in my, in my personal growth, in my spiritual life. When things are good, I don't grow. 
I don't know why that is, but I tend to get stagnant, stagnant and comfortable. And those are the times that I think, oh, well, this should be, you know, this is, I'm happy. Life is good. You know, I'm not struggling. I'm not, everything's good, but that's not fruitful. There's no fruit that I can see there. And so it's made me kind of redefine. Also, another song that I will tell you about um, that we play on the radio station that changed my perspective was I heard an interview with Micah Tyler and he wrote the song different. And he said, I stopped praying God changed my circumstance. And I started praying God changed me so I can handle this circumstance with yes. your help. And, and that all happened around the same time that I was kind of, kind of wrestling with this. And, and I honestly, I'll go through different seasons of it, you know, um, but this year is kind of a big birthday for me. And I, I have taken some time to kind of think back through the last 20 years of my life in particular, but it, through those 20 years, it's been the, the greatest pain and heartache that I have been the most fruitful. Mm. And so I want to be a good steward moving forward for the next, you know, however many years God gives me. So I have decided and determined in my heart to stop assuming that I know what God's will is. Well, I love what, oh, go ahead. No, I, no, because I think that 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 messes with our expectations. You know, when we stop yeah. assuming that we know what God's will is, then our expectations go back to his character and he's never done anything ever to contradict his character that's laid out in the word of God. Mm-hmm. We might have misinterpreted something and um, you, you, you might have your own situation. But I, I'll say for me, it's changed the way that I pray. And I, and I have much more honest prayers now. Yeah. Well, and that was what I was going to say is that I love that you said that all of that has changed the way you pray. Because mm-hmm. I think that's at the heart of it is that, you know, God, God in his word tells us to pray saying, help me understand your will, mm-hmm. you know, your will be done, not my will, but your mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. And if we can change our prayers to say, God, help me understand you better. Help me, mm-hmm. help me reveal yourself to me. Help me see life from your perspective. Give me eyes. I guess is, is it uh Danny Gokey that sings that song. No, it's Brandon Heath that sings that song about give me your eyes, you know, help me see the world around me from your perspective, not my perspective. I think one way of approaching this for me has been to understand the bigness of God Mm. because it's just, I, I, I think sometimes I have a tendency to just think of him like a kindly grandfather who I can just crawl on his lap and, you know, he makes things better, which there is that loving side, but he is beyond my understanding. He is beyond all and he knows all and is, and is holy and perfect. And I, when I forget that is when I try to raise myself up because I'm lowering him down a little bit. And I'm thinking about Job. I heard a, a Bible study on Job and how Job lost everything. And, you know, he was not expecting that. And um, one, just hearing from God, God talked about animals. He didn't even talk about like anything. He just talked about animals, but just hearing from God, just hearing his voice changed everything for Job. He went from kill me. I'm dead. This is the worst to I am. You are the, the, the one and I bow before you essentially. 
just hearing from God, if we get a hold of how big God is, I think that can take, take us forward in the right direction, or at least I, I think it can for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's an accurate view of God. Right. You know, we can never overestimate God. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to the word understanding, because what I don't want you to hear on this podcast is that you're always going to understand. When I was 18 years old, I, I chose Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as my life verse, which I do not recommend you choosing a life verse at 18 years old, just because there's <laughs> so much life yet to be lived. But it, it, has, it has served me well, but it says in that verse to lean not on your own understanding. And God really means that. When we become believers, there are a lot of things that we sacrifice. And one of the things is we, we trust is sometimes not understanding. Mm, yes. Yes. Trust, trust is almost always not understanding. Right. But I had in my mind that it was always going to make sense. And I think we as women want to understand everything. We, I mean, we, look at the resources we have available to us right now, y'all. We've, we've got more access to Bible studies and Bible teachers and theologians and churches than right. we've ever had before. We've got more access to that. And we want to know, we want to study, we want to understand. But there's a sense in my heart that God says, Carol, even on your best day, there are still going to be things that you cannot with your little mind comprehend that I'm doing and don't get frustrated on not being able to understand what it is. You're going to have to just trust me. You're going to have to say, you know what, Lord, I don't see where you're moving. I don't have any idea what you're doing. And it looks like you're doing nothing at all, but I trust your heart. Yes. And I can't see your hand, you know, and I'm going to choose to follow you in that and be okay with not understanding it all. That is part of this faith journey. And I only say that because man, I spent a number of my years, really with God in prayer going, I don't understand this. I'm still doing that. Some I'm still doing that. Yes. Amen. But that's good. That's a good word. That is a good word. So we can expect God to do his plan. Yes. Right. And you know, one of the other things that I heard you say earlier um, is that, and you said it a little bit differently than this, but God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and we can expect him to be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh-huh. We can put our faith and trust in that. Right. He's not going to change. And everything else will. <laughs> everything else will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm just, I didn't mean to really get on a soapbox about that, but I just think it's important for us to understand that we're not going to understand. There are going to be times that it is blind faith. You're going to have to step out on. Mm-hmm. And it is. And those are the times where I've had to cling to his promises and say, I know what you say in this book is true. And I believe it with all my heart, but I can't see it right now. He's like, all right, that's okay. Just continue to follow me. And, and I, he, he, every single time he leads me back to that, the verse in Psalm 119 that says, uh, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the word lamp there means it shows just the next step. Yes. Carol Davis wants to see the spotlight 10 years down the road from now, right? Right. 
And he says, I'll give you just enough light to see the very next step. And you just got to trust me. David. If he showed us what was 10 years down the road, part of us would not want to go. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Scared. We'd be scared yeah. we, we're, 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 because we're not ready for that yet. He's preparing us step by step. And sometimes you got to just take that step that's in front of you and do the next thing and follow him and trust him and cling to his promises. Um, because there are things that I don't ever expect to understand, but I'm still working at them. You know, I still, that's in our human nature to try to figure it out and journal through <laughs> it and understand it and give it a name and find a verse for it, you know, and there are just times where I've had to just, you know, take my hands off of it and say, Lord, I know who you are and I know you are good and I know you love me and you have a plan for my life. And I don't pretend to know what that is. Honestly, if I could rewind the clock and go back to that day that I chose Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and you could show me my 50-year-old self and what I look like, <laughs> it would not be what I thought. And I dare to say that everybody listening to this podcast can, can agree on one thing, and that is your life looks nothing like you thought it would. Amen. Good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. None of us could have predicted this because we're not sovereign. <laughs> you know we're just we're here for a reason and a purpose and I believe that with all my heart and I want you to hear that I want you to to know that no matter what kind of pit you're in today or how far down or how bad you feel like you've messed up that God still has a plan and a purpose for your life I only can tell you that because I know it's been true in my life and I've made a lot of mistakes people you know People see us doing the Girl Talk podcast and like, oh, they got the perfect life and the perfect kids. And it, it, it's not true. No. And I can tell you that even during this season, this last year, there have been many times on this very podcast that we've pressed pause and cried together and prayed together and had those moments where we're like, I don't see where God's working. I don't know what he's doing. So don't think that just because you are where you are today, that God doesn't still have a plan and that you've messed things up. You're not that, you're not sovereign and you're not that good. You can't mess things up so bad that God can't fix it. He is greater still. And I want you to know that today. I want you to know that you're loved. And I want you to really spend some time thinking about your relationship with God. Are you mad at God because he didn't behave like you thought he should? Because you kept your end of the bargain and you feel like he didn't. Might be that you need to go back and take a look at the character of God and really examine who he is. Because I know I've missed that boat in many occasions in my life and it only takes me further down. But if you get that view of God right, it will change everything. Even when you're in the valley, even when you're in the darkness. Mm -hmm. If you get your eyes on God and you get an accurate view of who, who he is, it will change everything. From the deepest pit to the highest mountain. Um, with all my heart, I will spend my days shouting that from the rooftops because I've seen it play out in my own life. And I know these girls have too. Um, and that's what we want for you. That abundant life that God has promised. Doesn't mean they're going to be hard, aren't going to be hard days. There are, they're going to be hard days, but that's why we build this community so that we can encourage one another, lift one another up, come alongside each other and hold each other accountable too. That's part of it. Say some hard things. 
that you may not want to hear today. And we may have said some of those things. I'm real good at that. I think I'm, I'm real good at saying things to people that I'm offended because you said that. And I, so I'm good at that. So if I, I do, I'm sorry. But I also believe that God uses those times to kind of take those rough edges off of us and to help us to realize that, that he is who he says he is and that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And um, I don't know. I just got on that tangent. I'm sorry, girls. No, that's good. I needed to hear that. It's good. It's, it's so good. Get back to our understanding and our view of God. Yeah. And he is big and he is good and he loves us and we are not the center of the universe. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for being a part of this podcast today. We'd love for you to interact with us. We love getting your emails. You can always email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org. Join the Girlfriends of the Girl Talk Facebook page. We're going to continue the discussion there. No, we love you. We're praying for you. And if there's any way we can serve you, please holler at us. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk Podcast.